You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. First time we spoke till now, I've I've had more friends talk to me about experiencing their pregnancy thoughts. And oh. I was like, I'm supposed to um, actually record with someone who specializes in that. So I'm like super curious about what I'm going to ask you and all the information that you will have. But uh, this is a Cozy Room Podcast, and I'm so happy to have you here. I have a DT, and uh, she is the founder of Pregnancy Law Support, and she's a grief recovery specialist coach. And she just focuses on women who are experiencing or have experienced pregnancy loss and just support them throughout that process. Uh, So welcome to Cozy Room Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, My first question for you is, what made you interested or got you into helping women who have experienced or are experiencing um, any type of pregnancy loss? Can you say that again? You kind of just cut out there. Sorry. Sorry. What um, got you interested in helping women throughout their process of experiencing pregnancy Um. Well, it's kind of a it was it's kind of a story because um, I don't think that this was ever a part of my. Well, I know this was never really a part of my plan, um, but the universe or whatever whatever you believe in um, 
kind of guided me to this point. I I used to work as a social worker, um, and at the time when my partner and I decided to start to try to uh, build a family, I our first pregnancy was of loss, and then our second pregnancy we also lost, um, and then our third pregnancy. Um, now uh, resulted in my live uh, seven-year-old, but that pregnancy was really met with a lot of disconnection, anxiety, and fear. Yeah. And so I, um, and, it, and it was just really surprised about how little support there was for this journey of pregnancy and infant loss. Like people didn't really quite know what to say or how to support. And so I felt very isolated at the time. Um, so I knew that I wanted to help people during the during the grief and loss period, but I didn't know what that looked like at all. Um, so I became a doula, postpartum doula. I became a certified life coach. I became mindfulness meditation teacher. I, I, I got all of these, you know, trainings and things, still not having any idea what I was going to do with them. Um, but then uh, a few years back, one of my good friends uh, she found out that her daughter uh, was not going to live uh, past the 22 week mark and she asked me to attend the birth mm-hmm. so I, I got to meet her daughter um, I was the only person outside of her and her partner who got to meet her daughter which was such an honor and a privilege uh, for me to be a part of that uh, journey but what I what I saw was was the after part um, her after healing where she she had questions like I did like do I want to try again? Um, What if I get pregnant again? That terrifies me. Um, Is there a community for, for pregnancy and infant loss? Like what she was Googling all these things and coming up short. And so that's when I decided to start my, my for-profit business, which was it, which is pregnancy loss healing. From there, um, I started to just listen to my clients because my business grew quite quite dramatically over the, the years. And I started to listen to my clients. And again, that need of like, we need more community connection. There needs to be more options on the path to healing for our community because loss isn't something that happens, that just happens and you move forward from. It's something that you carry with you throughout your parenting journey. Um, and so then I create. So then I founded the charity Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Center, um, and that this charity has basically been my um, my opportunity to parent those babies that I didn't get to parent. Um, so it's just been a really powerful healing journey of my own, and and watching so many families find healing within our space has just been so powerful and wonderful that's really good and i i really like the fact that you personally experienced um what it's like because then there's more connection as to what you can say um how you think about asking certain things or what you can offer because you've experienced it uh throughout cozy room podcast i've never dappled into um pregnancy loss or um, someone going through probably like some type of abortion because it's not my experience and I like to talk about things that I've personally experienced that way I I know what to say so I love the fact that you've had your own personal experience and it just makes the connection between you 
and another woman that has experienced it or is experiencing it a bit closer. So, you know, when you talked about having a disconnection, was the disconnection for you um, from the first pregnancy to the second pregnancy, do I want to get excited about the fact that I'm pregnant again? Do I want to feel like I'm going to actually see my baby at the end of this alive and well and healthy? Or was it that you you were having so much anxiety about being pregnant that you just didn't want to accept the fact that you are pregnant and this can be a possibility? Yes, I think it's a combination. Oh, sorry, am I echoing? No, you're okay. Oh, okay. Um, it sounded like it was echoing on my end, sorry. Um, I think it's a combination of all of those things that you that you said. Um, I had a lot of anxiety. I think the best way that I, d- I describe it, and I've heard other uh, pregnant after loss uh, people describe it, is that you're kind of always waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's like your your mind and your heart can't accept that this that this pregnancy will end with a live living baby in your arms. Um, so you disconnect because it's uh, it's your mind's way of kind of protecting you, so that if that other shoe was to drop, it, it wouldn't hurt as bad. I mean, logically we know that's not true. Uh, it's going to hurt no matter what. But I think it makes it. Um, that's where that disconnection kind of comes from is that disbelief that disbelief that uh no this 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 can happen this can happen you can have a child your body can do this your um that this baby's coming home i think that that was the biggest thing um did you find that your friends or your family were supportive of you during that process and and if they were what were some of the things that did help you um, so I have a, I'm, I'm very lucky. I have uh, a very, very supportive, I'm very close with my family and I'm very, very, they're very supportive. Um, so I'm lucky in that sense, but even as supportive as my family is, there were still things that they would say that, that like really didn't, were, were like, wasn't helpful. <laughs> um, so for example, I remember like going back to my second loss, we had had the loss and I remember my sister at the time, we were, we, we had a, we, we had a friend who was having a 40th birthday in Las Vegas. And when I found out I was pregnant, I said, well, I'm not going to go. Um, cause you know, I'm just not going to go. And, um, then when we lost that pregnancy, I remember my sister coming over and, you know, trying to be supportive and, But then her first thing was like, but yeah, you get to come to Las Vegas now. Where for me, it was like, the last thing I want to do is go to Las Vegas. Yeah. Right? Like that wasn't a win for me. Um, And even after my child, my my living child was born, like my family was supportive. uh, The anxiety that I was having didn't end after um, his birth. It, It continued on. And so a lot of people like my family, they would just kind of say things like, like he's fine you're okay it's all good like like why are you so worried he's here he's healthy right but um it was it's really hard to switch out of that mindset of of loss from that lens of loss and into into 
really getting comfortable and and knowing that this child is here to stay. I still I still have moments where I'm I have those anxious moments where I disbelieve that right like oh my gosh like whenever he's sick I I go worst case scenario right away. Yeah. Um. So people so even though I had supportive uh, family, um, there were still a lot of things that that were said that in my opinion were unsupportive. Hmm. So in your experience, and because you can say um, what you feel like would would have helped, what is the most important thing for women to do after they experience the loss of a child? I think one of the most important for any for anybody. So, like at our center, we we support uh, the birthing person. We also support their partners. Because so anybody who's been impacted by the loss, I think the most important thing that you can do is to talk about it. Talk about it in a space that's safe. So what I mean by that is usually that means talking about it with other people that can relate. Right. So I know oftentimes we rely on our on our social and family networks to get us through times of trauma and crisis. But unless those people have experienced this type of, of loss, oftentimes they are saying things unintentionally that are furthering um, furthering the harm, the mental harm that's happening for you. So I think get talking about it and talking about it with people that are safe, the people that can actually relate to it, I think are the the key parts in in healing from my own experience. And as I walk clients through this experience, I would say that would be the number one thing. Mm. Okay. And, and what are some things that friends and family can do to be more supportive throughout um, the process of a family losing a child yeah that's a good question um so i think being that i think a really supportive thing uh family and friends can do is they can they can move towards the person um even after that initial grief so because what we usually tend to see as grievers is we have a fair good amount of support within that first three months after loss right so people are checking in people are bringing you food after that first three even six months um the support tends to drop off because people's lives go back to to normal um so as a supportive family or friend i think consistently especially throughout that first year really making sure that you show up move towards them really making sure that they understand that like hey it might be eight months but i understand that you're still hurting from this and i'm just checking in on on you as i would Mm -hmm. you know at the second month mark um remembering important milestones so if there was a due date or a birth date mother's day father's day christmases and holidays like a halloween acknowledging um those children and those babies during those milestones and important dates and holidays I think is really really important um saying the child's name if the if the if the parents named the child um and you know treating treating these parents whether they have living children or not treating them and including them as parents I think is really really key um because I think a lot of times we we tend to only treat parents as parents when they have children that we can see but parents are parents whether they have living children or not. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's super important. I um, 
when I would listen to my friends talk about it, sometimes it would surprise me because they're very healthy, uh, very active. Um, and from what I can see, I didn't see anything from the outside wrong and on why this happened. So then I always think before I ask something, you know, um, how are you feeling? Um, what was different? Especially if they already have a child. Um, just to get like some insight. So after you experience a loss as a woman, do you automatically see a pregnancy specialist on your next um, child or do you just see a regular OBGYN? So I'm unsure how it works in the United States, but here in Canada, um, you have to have three subsequent losses um, before you will be um, referred to a specialist. So that can be really frustrating for some people because three losses in a row after my, I remember after my second loss, I was like, well, I would like to, you know, I would like to start seeing somebody and get some answers, but they were like, nope, it's just, it's within the realm of uh, quote unquote normal, but those families who are experiencing it, it doesn't feel normal. And um, yeah, so it can be tough kind of waiting, but so I'm unsure uh, how it works in the United States, if you get in sooner or not, but in Canada, that's the standard of, of care here. I don't like that. I don't like that about children and, and people losing children. And I don't like that when it comes to diseases like cancer. Um, mm -hmm. Even when it comes to women getting mammograms. Why is yeah. it that uh, they tell you what age we can go ahead and look at your breast? If you have exactly. the insurance. Like, just look at, look at it. Because women get cancer in their 20s, men get cancers in their 30s, 20s. It's not, you have to be in your 40s. So to me, it's kind of like, if, it, if you want to go fully preventative, let's get the help now and let's not put it off. Because three times for a pregnancy loss is hard because you have to grieve three times. And then you have to find the courage enough to try a fourth time. Yes. And, and trust everything that this specialist will say and, and everything that you're doing to make sure this process goes the right way. So, yes. and then I think that, and I, and I, I so agree with you. And I, and I think that when we are telling people that, well, it's not enough, you have to have three before you can get in. It's like, it's almost like, oh, it's, this is just so calm. It really, really, I think builds even more distrust in the body and in the process, I think, um, even more so because they're just like, oh, this is just normal, but then it's not normal after three. Like, how do you get to decipher what's normal and what isn't in my, in, for me and my experience, right? So I, I agree, I don't like it either. <laughs> um, for you, since you specialize in the grieving um, process of it, is there a right way to grieve? Um, or a wrong way to grieve when it comes to any um, families experiencing a pregnancy loss? Mm, that's a good question. I always say that there is no right or wrong way to grieve. Um, however, however, I think that the key part is that 
you are allowing yourself the space to grieve okay so what i mean by that is if we are not if we are avoiding the grief because it's uncomfortable or because society isn't giving us space to to grieve something that we never got to build a, a, a relationship with or someone that we didn't you know get to bring home sometimes um that numbing of the grief i don't think that that is helpful right so i think it's really really important that we allow ourselves the space to grieve however that looks for you in that capacity it can be it can be however it looks for you but i do think that we have to actually move towards it mm-hmm. and not away from it yeah yeah um i don't know this this is just one of those things even when you go to let's say any store to pick up a card cards are very like vague and not specific and then you still have to worry about finding the right words to say I just feel like with all of our experiences and and things different families go through I feel like it should get more specific towards what am I sympathizing about um you know what can I give and even just asking you know what is it that I can do or just letting someone know through however you communicate today it could be um, text uh, face-to-face um, calling or just saying you know what if you feel like you want to vent call me don't feel like it's a burden or don't feel like um, you're talking too much about it I don't like I don't mind it I don't want you to feel like you're secluded in this this thing that you're experiencing and uh, for me as a mother I know a lot of times even with my friends that are having difficulty becoming parents they want to be parents I don't know if I'm sending pictures of me having fun with my kids or my kids just experiencing kid life is that does that bother you um you know is this something you want to see? So I'm always curious on how I can be a better friend throughout the process of what you're going through. Um, so that's why I was like really interested in um, how can I be a better person about this? And uh, pregnancy loss is just one of those things today that uh, we're more aware of, but at the same time, there's so many reasons for it. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you. That's why you lost this baby. Uh, and a lot of women tend to blame themselves, um, especially if it's like multiple pregnancy losses. Like, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Um, was I not eating the right things? Or was I not doing the right thing? And um, it's very like self-critical and if I can know a better way to go about being a better person about it, that's what I want to know. And I feel like everyone should know that, even the people that you work with, um, the people that uh, see you every day, um, you know, do you want to be reminded that, hey, I'm just getting this um, because of this? Um, how do you engage with someone that does, that wants to forget it? Um, just constantly just knowing the how-tos, um, I think is very important because 
even when you may assume a person is pregnant, you don't want to go up to them and talk about a pregnancy and they're not pregnant. That's that's rude. You want to know how to approach certain things. And do you recommend that all women um, who experience a pregnancy loss seek a help center or a grief coach do it? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. I think that every person's experience of, of grief and loss and pregnancy and infant loss is very unique. So I know some people who have experienced pregnancy or infant loss um, and they've made a peace with it for, for like they were able to make a peace with it um, and they didn't necessarily need that external support. Um, however, there's a good majority of people that it does impact um, to some degree on some level. Um, so f I would say I don't recommend everybody who's had, had loss or experienced loss get support because again, that might not be what's right for them. But, oh, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, <laughs> but but I definitely think if people are struggling in, in any way in any way so even if they feel like it's minor um, I think then at that point yes I would definitely encourage them to reach out and get additional support because oftentimes society is gonna tell them that you're fine it's okay right but if you know underneath the surface that you're not feeling great and maybe there's other stuff happening then I would highly recommend um, getting connected to support mm. um, so with everything that's going on this year I saw that um, you were a nominee for the Universal Women's Network, how did that feel with all of the work that you're doing? Oh, that was that was. Thank you for that. Um, that was a really lovely surprise, and um, it felt really good because obviously it was a recognition of all of the you know the personal hard work that I've been that I've been doing this past year and pivoting, you know, our charity to be offering remote support and just you know all of the adjustments that we've all had to go through during COVID um, but I think it was really a testament to to our community and to every person who has lost a pregnancy or a baby that like actually you know what our stories do matter our babies matter our experiences do matter um, so I really saw that nomination as a collective acknowledgement of uh, of our community um, because I feel like there isn't a lot of acknowledgement, unfortunately, for our community that like, hey, we are out here and and we need support. And so that's how I took that nomination and I'm very proud of it. And um, yeah, and I was just very appreciative of the nomination. Nice. And I saw that uh, you started a podcast. Yes, yes. We started a podcast. Um we have our first six episodes that are recorded. So we recorded um, what we were, what we want with the podcast is to highlight diverse stories of loss. So not only with the birthing person, mm -hmm. um, but like I wanted the partners, right? So like our first story was Stephanie, uh, Stephanie, who was um, a partner to her wife. Mm -hmm. So how did that experience impact her as a partner? Um, then we had. Um, 
we had people who had you know early losses and late losses and kind of everything in between and then we had Jessica Zucker uh, from I Had a Miscarriage, she came on and that that conversation was just wonderful because it was about talking about the things surrounding loss that, that people don't talk about like sex and self-pleasure and body image, right? We hear a lot about body image when a person has a living baby, right? It's always this like sense of like, be kind to yourself and, um, you know, have gratitude for what your body has done. But yeah. what about when your body, when you don't have that live baby at the end of that, how do you, how do you make amends with that body image then? Um, so yeah, so this space is really for, yeah, just those people whose stories don't often get told and, um, and talking about those things that people usually shy away from. I love it. I love it. And I'm excited and um, I will tune into some episodes and uh, repost. Thank you. Um, I just want, just like you, more women to feel like there is a place and there's a group that's out here to help you with it. Uh, yes. With that being said, can you tell them um, where to find your website and um, any assistance that can be you know, given to them. Yes. Um, so what I would recommend uh, right now is getting in touch with our, uh, like the charity that I founded, because I offer my coaching services through the charity and remotely and for free. Um, so if you go to www.pregnancyinfantlosssupportcenter.com, um, we're shortening our our domain name but so <laughs> or you can go there or in a couple of months you can go to www.pilsc.org um, and you will find my coaching sessions um, we have seven specialized peer support groups so that are all remotely uh, that you can join remote from anywhere as well so we have many people from the United States joining in um, so it just depends on where you're at in your journey. You'll find a group that's appropriate for you. And then we also have um, our newest initiative, which is Pregnancy Loss Support Hotline. So this is a text phone number that you can text from your phone or you can go to our website for like a live web chat um, with one of our peer support volunteers. So they've gone through extensive training with us to be able to, and they've walked through the journey of loss themselves. So you can text and get immediate anonymous support um that way that that text line is getting quite busy um it's been really really impactful program and i and people again from the united states and all over are able to access that love it i love it i hope um more women share this and share it with someone who has experienced pregnancy loss so, so they know that this resource is out there and I've always been jealous of people in Canada and their healthcare because it just makes <laughs> sense on a human level compared to yes. the state. Um, but I just wish you the best and I thank you for just making that shift from initially helping people as a social worker and then really getting into, I feel like this is what you're supposed to do. Oh, thank you. I, I, I feel it as well. Thank you. It was so lovely to finally connect with each other. And I love, I got to thank you for, you know, you said you haven't really talked about it on, on the cozy room, but I, I, I want to thank you for that. Cause I think it's, it's just so beautiful when we get to talk about the pre pregnancy and infant loss in more of like a mainstream mm -hmm. uh, setting. So thank you for that. Thank you. I will check in with you later, but um, I appreciate this time. 
Yes, thank you so much. You have a good rest of your day. You too, thanks. Okay, bye. Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood, so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, thank you. I appreciate it. You can also find cool, cute, cozy womb gear on the cozy womb shop. It's on Teespring, teespring.com slash stores slash cozy dash womb dash shop. And you'll find hoodies, t-shirts, um, what do you call those? Fanny packs, um, mugs, everything um, that I want to give all of my listeners and my supporters during the show is on there for you guys to purchase, okay? I appreciate every penny because every penny does go towards helping my family, especially during a pandemic where I physically can't be out of my house during the week uh, because my children have virtual school. So, if you want to support Cozy Moon Podcast, you can support through you getting a little something something, and also I getting a little something something on the backside. So, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting Cozy Moon Podcast, and thank you for supporting uh, teespring.com. Peace. Let's- Bye. Bye. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.